The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is, let's see, Uncle Frankistopheles. <laughs> I know I'm looking at the word and I typed the word and it, I'm still having a hard, hard time wrapping my head around it. Uncle Frankistopheles is the name of the episode. Uh, yes, uh, we had a great time. Jay couldn't make it, but everyone else did. And uh, uh, we had a great time talking. Oh, and our Patreon. Uh, we, we did a bit after we recorded this episode. We did a bit for our Patreon. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com is the quick link to it. And uh, where we talk about... Uh, movies and TV shows that made us cry. <laughs> now, I know, that doesn't sound like, oh, I've got to run to that. Uh, but it's it's a fun little segment that we uh, did, and we'll post that up on our Patreon as soon as possible. And uh, uh, you'll have a great time with it. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com. And, of course, don't forget our merchandise at geekshowpodcast.com. Click on the merch button, get a mug, get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, get to all that stuff that's available there. If you love the show. All right. And we thank you for loving it. And we thank our sponsors for making this podcast that you're listening to free. It's a great time to be a geek in Utah. The Nerd Store and Dr. Volts have teamed up. Comics, collectibles, action figures, and so much more. No matter what side of the valley you live in, there's a place for you. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volts at 2043 East, 3300 South. And uh, go and uh, visit these guys. They're, they're terrific. I've been loving that Heroes Reborn. I'll tell you about it more of it coming up here at the end of the show uh, from Marvel. But uh, thank you very much. And they make this possible for you for free. And we thank you for listening to it. We know at Geek Show that you have many podcasts to choose from. And we thank you for choosing Geek Show. Anyway. Uncle Frankistopheles is the name of the episode. Please to enjoy. And welcome back, everyone. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? How is everyone? It's getting hot outside. It is. <laughs> I was doing yard work this morning, mowing my lawn, wearing my fanny pack and my shirt that says I'm an all-American dad. And uh, <laughs> it was getting warm out there. See, and I was going to ask about the fanny pack, but now <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, here's why I have to have the sense. fanny pack, because my women's leggings don't have pockets. Mm. Oh. And mm. I needed my phone to be near me for my Bluetooth headphones. You know, mm. I've Straps. I've been I've been anti cargo shorts for a long time, but maybe I'm coming around now. Maybe mm. I need to get on because I'm also anti cargo shorts, but I guess maybe now I need cargo shorts. Let me tell you what the the Dickies shorts has a fifth pocket. On the right side, and it's exactly the right size for a wallet. On the right side of your leg. It's not cargo. There's no flaps, nothing. It's just a small pocket on the right side of the shorts for your wallet. And it frees up a pocket. Wallet, what if I love my Dickie's shorts. Large, because, again, I am a woman, and women have large wallets. Uh, 
Yeah, I got nothing for I you. Need Sorry, to hold Rebecca. All of my f- my loyalty cards in one place. <laughs> <laughs> she has a she has a large wallet. She's Rebecca Frost. Everybody, hi. Let's see. I've got at least three different coffee shop cards in there. Really? Uh, two library cards, I think. Hmm. Uh, Starting to sound more and more like my great uncle Fran every minute. <laughs> Great Uncle yeah, I, Fran. You yeah. never short. know when I'm going to be near a cafe espresso. Uh, is, yeah. is Fran short for uh, something? Francis. Like Francisco or Francis? Francis. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Frank, Frank defer. See, I was thinking Frank, and he just didn't want to say that K. Like, oh, okay. It's, well, it's yeah. actually, it's that even Francis is short for Francis Stoffelis. <laughs> it's short for Franathan. He has an Uncle Francis Stoffelis. He's Lee George Cade, everyone. Uh, Lee George Cade is brought to you today by VMP's re-release of the Dune soundtrack. Big Thrill to Toto, to Toto and Brian Eno's Dune original soundtrack from David Lynch's flawed but compelling adaptation of Dune. In stores now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that one of these days. It can't be worse than the book. Yes, it can. <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to a podcast that like tell like that has been telling me what happens in Dune through all of the books. I kind of want to read it. Well, you don't have to. It sounds like no, I'm gonna that, I'm gonna yeah. ruin Dune for you forever. Anytime you hear okay. the word Quitsat Hatterack, mm. then you need to follow it up with Give a Dog a Bone. Exactly. I don't know why. Quitsat but... Hatterack sounds like something you say before everyone has to touch their nose really fast. Right. So <laughs> give a dog a bone. <laughs> Anytime you see a VW Beetle, quick sack cataract. Give a dog a bump. Right. Punch right. buggy. <laughs> he is the champ of punch buggy. He is quad T, too tall Tony. Yeah. Hi. Those are my punches. I imagine you get violent during punch buggy. Do I you? haven't played punch buggy in a long time. Do you probably draw blood? I'm, probably because I mostly <laughs> drive with my wife. I don't think she'd like to play, but. Just kick your ass. Yeah, she true. probably. That's true. But that's why she doesn't like to play. She doesn't want to hurt afraid me. Afraid of playing with your wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or uh, on the Gadget Spot podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Yeah. All right. And uh, he is uh, he has crawled out from underneath something heavy to join us today. He's Shannon Barnes and everyone. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Yay. Hi, Shannon. Hey, how's How are it going? You? you okay? Oh. Fucking great. <laughs> I like that. Hat. Lost over. <laughs> yeah. Justice League hat. Is that what it says? Justice League? Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh Jay Whitaker is on assignment today. Uh but our host, who doesn't oh. wear cargo shorts. No. And is not is on Carrie assignment. Jackson. Not on assignment. Mr. Kerry Jackson. Hi. Uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten, still from the basement until further notice, regardless of the news that you may have heard. Um yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk off the uh, off the recording about the return to the basement. Uh, when word got out that you know you could uh, go out and about without a mask if you're fully vaccinated, uh, I immediately got several requests for people who want to be here in the basement when we start up again. What you're not in the basement? No, no. A mall. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, unless you're yeah. Uh, no. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No. So, so on that on that note, um, yeah. You know, we we had a few times that people came to watch the show being recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just sit over on that a, couch, and, yeah. and and one panelist or another was having a really shitty day or a nervous breakdown or whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe not. 
I want to I have a bad day and not have it on display. Well, <laughs> break, breakdowns aside, um, we, we, held, we had the technical issue that we need to figure out to, in, in mm-hmm. order to put it all back together. But uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get on it. All right. Um, let's start. We're raising a glass, but not in a rest in peace kind of way. It's a celebration glass? It's a celebratory glass. Oh, the guy who glass. invented the post-it note. Oh, did is it him too? Okay, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> I okay. yeah, I love that guy. Glass for him for sure. Okay, so the post-it note guy. It was an that accident. Is. He made those on accident. Oh, and I thought you meant his death was an accident. It's the most, I mean, most lucrative, <laughs> most lucrative failure of all time. Died of a paper cut. It was the damnedest thing. <laughs> death by a million of those. <laughs> he kept <laughs> trying to seal the wound with the sticky part, but it just uh, didn't. It just didn't work. Strong yeah. enough. Why isn't it working? I don't know. I'm. Uh, and then he collapsed. It was just awful. Uh, but we're raising a glass for birthday boy George Lucas. Everybody, seventy-seven right, years yeah. old. Happy birthday! I learned a thing about George Lucas that he. They wanted him to not direct Star Wars or something. Or, no, it was for a fee. No, he, they were like, please take more money to <laughs> direct this film, and then we keep everything. But he was like, no, pay me the same low amount, but I want to keep merchandising rights for this and yep. all the sequels. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. Oh, yeah, that's that's Man. where he made his money was from people like us who bought stuff like this. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yep. I didn't know that. I just learned that. Yep. Yeah, merchandising, and he secured back-end points for all of the actors. So a really weird thing that they none, none of the Star Wars actors ever needed to work again because they were all multimillionaires because he didn't just give them profits from the movie. He, he literally made them, like, partners in the movie. So Nice. Yeah, I'm surprised that Disney didn't find a way to make that go away. <laughs> well, did... Uh, did they buy the merchandising rights too? Then from him oh. when they got everything, or did he get to keep those? I don't know. I think you. I think you buy everything when you buy. I, I think, yeah, especially a for the Star amount of money. <laughs> if you're buying a Star War, I would think you'd go where you know we want that. We want all all of it. <laughs> you'd be a fool to walk away from that money. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 77 years old. Happy birthday to George. He, uh, you know, kind of made it big for all of us. Mm. <laughs> good right. for him. Yeah, good for him. He's doing fine. All right. Uh, this is a story that uh, I neglected last week because in, in my clutter here in the basement, I, I put it on the wrong pile, and that's what will happen to these forms if you put them on the wrong pile. We all, all learned our lesson. Uh, this, um, this was a rumor that was floating around. We didn't get any uh, confirmation until just recently from Gal Gadot. Um, while appearing on uh, N12 News to discuss her role as Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot claimed Justice League director Joss Whedon threatened her career, confirming previous rumors that we had seen floating around. Uh, The interviewer mentioned to Gadot how previous reporting of her experiences with Joss Whedon included him not approving of her trying to make changes in her character, uh, the interviewer said he even said you should just be pretty and say your lines, Whoa. and you weren't going to let him get away with that. And Godot said, uh, "No, I wasn't. What I had with Joss basically is the kind is he kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable. 
and I handled it on the spot because she's Wonder Woman, of course. White male rage, white <laughs> male rage. And this just uh, you know kind of coincides with all the Ray Fisher stuff that we've been hearing about Joss. Uh, Godot's comments uh, support uh, other reporting about uh, when Whedon pushed Godot to record lines she didn't like, he threatened to harm her career and disparage Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins. A witness on the production who later spoke to investigators says that after one clash, Joss was bragging that he's had it out with Gal. He told her he's the writer and she's going to shut up and say the lines and he can make her look incredibly stupid in this movie if he wants to. Wow. So. Uh, thoughts? Men are fun. Men yeah. are cool. <laughs> Entitled white successful men. Yes. Very cool. Totally cool. I, totally normal. Right. I'm curious, and this is in no way any sort of, uh, you know, defense or, or attack on someone like Joss Whedon, but was he like this before his success? Or do you think his success brought it out in him? I think you don't get successful without that t- that kind of attitude. I can I can see that because I notice that a lot in the technology world with uh, guys that make a lot of money in, in the tech world and start businesses. Almost all of them turn out to be kind of dirtbags. And it's like that, what do they call that? The, uh, uh, not fighting spirit, but the... The, uh, Sociop- the sociopathy yeah like like that edge that they talk you need to edge in business like CEOs, oh you mean a, a sociopath lot of successful people are sociopaths yeah like it's and crazy they, you have to have that and and we're not blanket we're not mind. blanket stating mm-hmm. you know yeah, there's some out there that are totally awesome but you know, but it seems like and maybe just the ones that get talked about in the news the most are the worst ones because they show their colors i don't know well what what's mean? worse is the ones you don't hear about yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah lee well, you know where you got to start, right? In Roseanne. the Roseanne uh, writing Roseanne. room, right? And yeah. she the was Roseanne the head writing room. Yeah, and she was the head writer on that show, and notoriously vindictive, notoriously harsh, notoriously these are the lines, assholes, read them. We're the writers. Mm-hmm. That's what writers do, and you're the monkeys that read the lines. So, hmm. um, and that's I mean, it's it's the same in almost any industry. You have people who do a job, and that's their job is to do that job. And then you have people who say, well, I'm the talent, and I say I don't like this line, so I'm not going to read that line that you wrote as the writer. Mm-hmm. not defending it, but it's, it's, right. it's, this, it's a story that's as old as time, right? Is that the writer says, this is, the, these, this is what I was hired to do. I was hired to write this story. You were hired to read the words that I wrote and put mm-hmm. some emotion behind them. And now you've decided you don't want to because you are not the writer. You are the talent. You are the actor. But you've decided that it's different because, you know, you're not the writer. But, I mean, that's what writers do. It doesn't justify him being an asshole. He's an asshole. No, that's, but, that's the thing. Yeah, there's, there's the right way to go about stuff like that, and there's the wrong way. And he's obviously chosen and continues to choose the wrong way to do things. Yeah. And, but also, you know, kind of a weird time to want to defend Gal Gadot, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah she's, <laughs> she's kind of a shit to her, her own right. <laughs> Imagine, uh, imagine. Well, it, it, you know, I mean, it's it's certainly that way in radio. There are these. Uh, uh, it, it it's all about winning. You know, that, yeah. that's that's the, it's all about winning. Whether you won or not, if you say you won, you won, and that's all that matters. It's the appearance of winning, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way it is in radio. But then also, though, being the person who says the words that are written on the page, 
I would think that Joss Whedon would realize that maybe Gal Gadot understands the character a little bit better. Yes, that's 100% yeah, true. because she they, already did a whole movie. It, exactly. Yeah. As the person needs to become the character, you get a different sort of insight into that, yeah. I'm sure. Did she you were, just not want to say writing. one snarky line about her boobs or something? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was booyah. He, you know, she didn't want to say booyah. Boobia. Boobia. Uh, <laughs> the funny but, thing about the whole, the whole Joss Whedon drama is that he's in trouble for acting like 90% of the supervisors I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Right. For sure. And to which I say, yeah, he's an asshole. So is almost everybody I've ever worked for. And so was I most likely when I had people working under me. Um, supervisors are assholes. That's just... Yeah. But... Oh, we, we did learn this week that geriatric millennials are the types that are most likely to be good at the workplace or something. Now, what, what is, a, is geriatric a geriatric millennial? Is that geriatric me? Geriatric millennial is someone born between, I think, 1980 and 1985. Oh, crap. That's is me. Is what the article said. Oh, wait. So is that's you? Good I thing, don't though? know. I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd be on the other side of that joke. <laughs> oh, we're all headed to the other side of that joke, Tony. <laughs> It's just inevitable. <laughs> so I'm a geriatric millennial. It, and your article said it's a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, uh, like you're most likely to succeed with a hybrid workplace or some shit. I don't really care. I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. You're most Win. Or Set in the shit. W column for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a regular millennial. Is Joss Whedon Gen X? Or, I don't know. I think he's anyway. Gen yeah. X. Yeah, yeah, He's got to be so. if he wrote on Roseanne. I guess. All right, uh, we got some other uh, news here. Uh, Secret Invasion, the TV series, has found its directors. Uh, it's uh, Thomas Bezucha. Bez Bezucha, Bezucha, <laughs> Thomas Bezucha, who helmed last year's crime thriller Let Him Go, and Ali Salim, who worked on uh, Hulu's nine one one drama The Looming Tower. They've been tapped to direct. I don't know direct. any of these things. Yeah, me neither. Well, let me help you. Uh, Let Him Go, described as a neo-Western starring Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, as grieving grandparents who set out to find their only grandson from a bunch of no-good in-laws. Uh, he wrote the script and directed that one. No-good in-laws? Like in Not outlaws? Yeah. In-laws. boomer thriller huh. movie. That does yes. sound like a boomer thriller movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bezucha... Uh, worked He worked in fashion design before getting into the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also mm-hmm. wrote and directed The Family Stone, an ensemble dramedy that starred Diane Keaton, Sarah Jessica Parker, Rachel McAdams, Claire Danes, Luke Wilson, and Monte Carlo, a comedy that starred Selena Gomez and Leighton Meester. All right. Sounds I hear perfect. The Family Stone's pretty good. I've never seen it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I guess show me what you got, you know. Because he also, well... He also did In Treatment, Hand of God, and Manhunt. Uh, he was a writer on Tower, the miniseries uh, from 2018. Any of these things. Uh, Kyle Bradstreet's involved, and he, he wrote, he's writing and executive producing the series, but he worked on Mr. Robot, so I'm, okay. I'm happy with that. So it sounds like they're stuff, doing, yeah. so it sounds like they have a lot of expertise in more thrillery mm-hmm. things. So is Secret Invasion going to be? Like, like more Falcon and Winter Soldier, more uh, Winter Soldier movie, like more thrillery. Could be, I bet. could be, I bet, yeah. 
I mean, the, it's funny that they have this whole cast put together and then they hire directors. It's just interesting to me. You got Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark, Kingsley Benadir, Sam Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, of course. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm? Kingsley Benadir? Kingsley Ben Dash Adir. Yes. Oh, Kingsley. Not Ben, ben Kingsley. Adir. Not Ben Kingsley. I just, no, I just heard uh. Kingsley Benadir, and I'm like, is that the coolest name I've ever heard or the <laughs> second coolest name? I remember reading that he was cast, and I, w I read it like five times trying to make sure I read it correctly. Like, that's not Ben Kingsley. No. <laughs> Other casting that we got just recently, and, and the reason that I, I bring this up is just simply because this movie is really happening. Because in my mind, the next Indiana Jones movie was never going to happen. It was just something that everyone was going to talk about. But apparently it's happening. Hmm. Uh, so you got, because you got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you got Mads Mikkelsen, of course, Harrison Ford coming back, James Mangold directing. Um, they brought in a couple more uh, actors. Uh, let's see. It's uh, Boyd Holbrook and Seanette Renee Wilson. Uh, Holbrook was in uh, Netflix's Narcos. He was also in the uh, Predators movie, uh, and uh, Wilson was in uh, the medical drama The Resident, also appeared in Billions, and she is she's a member of the Dora Milaje in uh, Black oh. Panther. Oh. So, cool. I, I, again, I just bring that up simply because this movie is actually happening. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> How okay? How old is Harrison Ford now? Just I mean, it's like I said, he will be eighty when oh the movie comes gosh. out. <sighs> That's older than uh, Sean Connery was when he was Indy's dad in Indiana Three, by, isn't it? By decades. Yeah. Okay. By decades, okay. Yes. <laughs> Just because like we've been able to lengthen the human life expectancy doesn't mean you have to like keep doing stuff. So who who wants this movie? Is this is is Indiana Jones going to go to Gorbachev's house and? Are they gonna are they gonna tear know. down are they tearing down the Berlin Wall together? I mean that's the timeline. <laughs> oh I fuck, know. I hope it's the yeah. space race. Yeah. I I have is no our, idea. Is our thirst for eighties nostalgia so unquenchable that we're gonna drag Indiana Jones into the eighties? Nah, yes. I, mean, I think they're I think they're just gonna pretend he's younger I than he J looks. I J nineteen eighty four. I mean, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I love those movies. Um but I don't necessarily want or need this but, but you also know when to put your toys away that's true uh, uh, <laughs> well sometimes sometimes i like to go with, <laughs> with new toys yeah that's that's my thing get some well, that's, new and ones. that's what i was thinking is it why not recast it why not continue his adventures recast it it's yep. okay to recast it somebody else can do it right yep. you know all right anyway not as long as harrison ford's alive and apparently they're gonna but, Put him in a wheelchair someday and make oh, seriously another I one. I just I feel a fanny pack joke coming on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, he has James Mangold has done a lot of good movies though. So I mean, that's true. But I would say there's not no hope. But but you know what Mangold still. has a, a tendency towards is long drawn out shots. So do you need a long drawn out shot with an eighty year old lead? Well, I mean, how long is he going to get him from one side of the him. scene to yeah. the other? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take him a while. <laughs> I love that Rebecca and I were on the same joke instantly. Clarissa. You know how you olds work. <laughs> Clarissa, where are my cargo shorts? We don't have the cargo shorts. I threw those away. Use the dickies with the small fifth pocket. 
but my purse is big. <laughs> For this movie alone, it's gigantic. It's the 20, 20 minute scene of him shopping to Katrina and the Waves walking on sunshine. I, I've already written this movie. <laughs> no, Done. an additional 20 minutes yours. of him picking out yeah. a single earring for his ear. Mm. Yes. Mm. I want to see Lee's version of this movie. Mm. After <laughs> these huh? messages, messages will be right, right, right back. back. Callista. Let's find out what's happening at the Nerd Store and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. All right, the Nerd Store is in the Valley Fair Mall, of course. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Let's see what the comic book news is. In mainstream comics, uh, Marvel begins Heroes Reborn, putting Blade right in the middle of a Zack Snyder fever dream. <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite good, actually. I've read the first issue. And Chip Zdarsky has part two of Spider's Shadow. That's uh, in Marvel. DC has more Batman and the Joker. Yes, a team-up. Issue number three is available now. In indie comics this week, there are a few exciting additions. Image Comics has a new ongoing title in Time Before Time by Shalvey and McConnell. In a dystopian future, what would you do for a chance at a better life? Well, you steal a time machine, that's what. Aftershock Comics presents uh, Dreaming Eagles by the legendary Garth Ennis, an amazing story based on the Tuskegee Airmen that fought in World War II. All of these exciting titles are available at Dr. Volt's and the Nerd Store this week, so get yours before they sell out. I will see you there next Wednesday. It's a great time to be a geek in Utah. The Nerd Store in the Valley Fair Mall and Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. And we're back. Okay, how did you guys react to the news about uh, masks? This week, last mask? week, that is. I would have Remember liked a heads the, up. Oh, the CDC mask. The yeah. CDC mask thing where they said if you're fully vaccinated, you can go and do things. Uh, I would have liked a heads up. Well, I mean. Like what, a countdown. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> like oh, you have 10 weeks, days to get hot. <laughs> in two weeks, we're going to announce that you're okay to wear masks. But until then, or yeah. to not wear masks. You, but until you then, You have two weeks them. to get in the best shape of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you realize no matter how they did it, the American people were not going to respond in a good way because yeah. we're feel, just we're just yeah. that way. I my, feel so bad for the Bayou. My God. My uh, thing is, I believed in the science when they said we should wear them and why we should wear them. And the same scientists now are saying that we're good to not wear them if we have been fully vaccinated. <laughs> so I'm going to continue to believe the same scientists I believed in the beginning. I don't know. I'm probably still going to wear it. And well, that's fine. I, I, and I'm never going to shame anyone for wearing a mask. If they feel more safe wearing a mask, good for you. Well, I, I'll continue to wear mine because I haven't gotten a cold in 15 months. So, yeah. Okay. That's all the proof I needed. But uh, last night I put it to the test and Sue and I went out for dinner. You guys went out for dinner? I also mm -hmm. put Was it to the test. Was this your first dinner? Yeah. Uh, we we I, went to dinner. I, we went had sushi and... Uh, huh? Oh, I also went out to eat for the first time this week. <gasps> you did. We all got excited last night. Where did you guys like. go? Well, Carrie, tell your story. Yeah, Carrie. Oh please. no, I just, I just, I was. Uh, we went out. We had sushi, and and we had our masks on. Um, we left them on, except when we were eating and at the table and talking. And we left them on because the staff had theirs on, and so mm -hmm. we felt like we should we should have ours on as well, since they they are as you know, and they're coming up to your table and, and speaking. So I put up put it on and. You know, I, 
get my order and say more wine and things like that. I kind of think that maybe it would be cool if wait staffs maybe wore masks all the time just because they're breathing on your food as they walk out. With I like food. that actually. But, well, but maybe if we're talking about health precautions in the in the food industry, yeah, there are none. People uh, have to come uh, yeah. into work sick and will come into work sick all the and time so that because they can't be afford a, not to. Yeah, and so that wouldn't be a terrible idea. But you know, if it goes back to how it was before, I'm also not going to complain because I don't know if I ever really had a bad experience with people not wearing a mask as a waitstaff. So, you know, I don't have any ev- evidence either way, mm. but. Um, well, I went to uh, my wife and I. Oh, sorry, Lee. No, right, I didn't mean to. Uh, my wife and I went to Costco last night <laughs> without our masks on. And uh, wild. This is you know this is the difference between a date night with the Jacksons and a date night with the Eccles. <laughs> Did you get yourself a nice uh, nice uh, hot dog there and uh, no, I, sli- actually, sliced pizza. I we had some lasagna that we put in the oven before we left, so it was ready when we got home. It was delicious. Wow. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we went to Costco and they have a big poster on a couple of posters on the uh, entrance that says, you know, according to CDC regulations, you don't have to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. Um, You know, so that's that's what we're going with now. And uh, it was about half and half. I would say half the people had masks, half the people didn't. Mm -hmm. I I I don't know if it's because I was looking for it or if it actually happened, but I think I got a, a one or two stink eyes. Mm. But uh, yeah, you're eh. gonna get stink eyes. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and, and that's why I'm not sure if it's because I was looking at it or if it or looking for it or if it actually happened. But but it did. It felt weird to walk around and see so many faces. I'm not gonna lie. Well, and that was the strange thing is that in our in the entire restaurant that we were in, we were the only ones that were engaging with masks. Everyone mm-hmm. else, it was just like they left them in their car. You know. Uh. It's which fine. I which I thought, oh Jesus, whatever. Uh, <sighs> but it did get us talking about going to the movies mm. and also about returning back here to the basement to record. Oh, and, and I went to like a that. movie this week. You went to what did you see? I did. Um, I went to a special mother's day screening of in the Heights in the Heights. Oh my God. It was so good. It's a, it's a it's, musical. It's a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. It was oh, his musical before oh, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I have seen the musical before and it's so good. And the movie is just, I had, I had chills the whole time, but I don't know if it was a combination of like movie musical and being in the theater and Mm -hmm. just watching this amazing musical. I don't know. But, um, everyone at the movie theater, I mean, this was also Sunday before the, uh, CDC, but everyone was pretty good about like wearing their masks and keeping their masks on if they were, leaving their seats um because i've got a list here of uh you know the box office they're getting ready to open up and um free guy and shang chi uh are both uh, setting dates for their exclusive theatrical releases i'd almost uh, forgotten about free guy That's yeah. ryan reynolds movie right with yeah uh, where he's an so, npc yeah so black widow july 9th is going uh day and date in theaters and on disney plus premiere so because that I was that was one of the things I was talking with you know about last night is that you know I mean are we all going to be able to go see Black Widow together on beginning of July and it sounds so. like we can yeah. you know uh, but it also they're going to do the day and date Disney Plus premiere for Black Widow um, 
but uh, they're they're sticking hard and fast with uh, Shang Chi. They're going to say that's a th- you know we're back to the old model. It's a theatric run, and then and then it'll make it onto Disney Plus. Uh, so there's that. Free Guy uh, hits theaters August 13th. Uh, Shang-Chi, uh, September 3rd. Both will have a 45-day exclusive run at the cinemas. And then be put on some sort of, you know, probably a, you know, a rental, rental yeah. video-on-demand kind of thing. Or if Shang-Chi. it's on Disney. Huh? Well, I don't know, because isn't there usually that wait time between movies in the theater versus like when they go to be rented hmm. isn't there usually like a, a it used to be 90 days or oh it, it, used yeah. to be a, it used to be a long fucking time yeah, yeah. I, I swear it used to be like six months so yeah. days to six months change? depending on the movie yeah uh well it, i think that they should get rid of that honestly because they don't need to have the distribution method anymore of printing no. all yeah. the discs and and making yeah. the cases for them and everything just drop it on their hard drive on their servers and, and push I, it out to I, people. I get the feeling that's what they're going to do because they're making a big deal about this 45 day exclusive run in cinemas and so not, maybe that's sh- the new model Shang-Chi has the very best marketing of all time in stores now in your toy aisle. Oh yeah. Make sure, make sure children you go to stores to buy your action figure of Marvel's Katie trademark. Huh? Doesn't say Shang-Chi on it? Oh, it's it's the legend Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, the whole thing, but one of the characters' name is Katie, and there's an action figure of Katie. And if you want to buy your it, it literally says, you know, Shang-Chi, Legend of Ten Rings, blah blah blah. Marvel's Katie. <laughs> is that the Aquafina? power. Is that the Aquafina yeah. character? Is it? I, I don't. I, it might be the lady that's driving the bus. I'm not sure. But regardless, yeah. it's 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 not Katie. It's Marvel's Katie. Marvel's yeah, Katie. Of course. Yeah. Um, huh? uh, I'm in a really weird spot when it comes to masks. Yeah. Yeah. How does? Yeah. That's. I'm curious. Because you're well, you're surrounded by the end of the petri dishes. Yeah. Well, you're right. su- you're surrounded by little creatures that are not inoculated. They're not, right. they're not and, vaccinated. And, so. and I work in one of the h- hardest hit parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fucking Spencer Cox, our governor, who yeah. I used to like. I uh, am so mad. I was getting on board with him. Um, comes out and he's like, just arbitrarily, last week of school, no mass. We want everybody thought- to be. A- why that was yeah. weird. And he goes, Super weird. And it was like, so all the kids could see each other's faces. Oh, fuck you. And, the, yeah. and I'm just like, now. So, and now, so now I'm sitting there and they're like, is it really true? We don't have to wear masks anymore. I heard that. <laughs> I'm like, fuck like, listen, you, Spence. Listen, you little germ factories. Keep those on. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling. So, so, but they left it up to this different school districts. And of, yeah. of course, all the fucking rural assholes. Got, Yay. Oh, wow. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think Salt Lake's gonna go for it. Well, and it's... before I before I move on to Blackwood, I'll just say this to uh, to you, Rebe- uh, Rebecca. Um, uh, he seems like a nice guy, but but I know Spencer Cox. Oh, and is his... he a dick in person? No, in in person, he's a nice guy. He really yeah, is I've a met nice him guy. Too. However, his politics are right wing. Don't let him fool you. Yeah. No matter all the I nice know. things that he does, don't let him fool <laughs> I know. you. He said He's... to my face, I will defund Planned Parenthood if I can. All right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind. Oh, yeah. the... well, and then we, but we also got that other interesting COVID story. What's about that? About B- Bill Maher. Ah, I haven't <laughs> you know, heard like, this. What's okay, this? Okay, so this kills me. I think it was on last week's show. He was doing what I, I've actually, I don't watch him anymore either, Karen. I don't I either. take it. Yeah. And, uh. Because he just thinks he's he's well, memorized he's memorized the big book about everything. 
Well, it's, <laughs> you know? he's be- it's become the grumpy old man show. I mean, yeah. it, it, it always has been, but now hey, it's that's more our format. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> um, that's podcast so appropriation. He went on this rant last week about mass, and it's time to you know we should just take them off. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> the day after the CDC announcement, or it was the day before, I guess they test weekly for COVID yeah. at his in his. Uh, and he tested positive, even though he's yeah. fully vaccinated. Oh, and he's a- asymptomatic, but he, okay. but he can still spread it. So they well, had to that, cancel this week's. And that's episode. and that's and that's what it'll ha- what'll happen is if you if you're vaccinated and you catch it, you you won't go to the hospital. It might make you a little sick, but you'll you can certainly pass it along to an old person. Right, and who, that and that's you know. me. I'm like, if okay, so let's say I do have it because I'm fully vaccinated. I'm around all these kids mm-hmm. who I think a lot of their parents are not vaccinated. Probably not. And I give it to one of those kids and they go home and kill their grandma. But but look at you it know? this way, Shannon. At least the kids got to see the other kids smile. Oh, and their teacher's <laughs> face. And, I'm and just their like, teacher's face. Fuck anyway. you. <laughs> uh, so Black Widow, um, David Harbour, who, you know, this movie's been on the shelf for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they, I, I don't think it's real. I think they just made little pieces. Well, David Harbor has <laughs> so been just a trailer. <laughs> David Harbor has been dropping little bits of information because he says he's tired of being quiet. <laughs> Good for him. And he's this is an interesting. I guy. hope his wife Lily Allen is egging him on. Well, this is this is actually some good news, and it is not a spoiler. It's something I think that they should be talking about to get you excited for the movie, especially us hardcore comic book geeks. Uh, he says that it. The movie includes appearances from uh, Ursa Minor, Crimson, yeah. Dyna- Crimson Dynamo, what? Sput- Sputnik, and the rest of the Winter Guard. He said uh, Ursa, <laughs> Yelena, I'm like the constellation, Nat, CD, <laughs> yep. Sputnik, I, and all the rest of the Winter Guard look forward to sharing a popcorn bag and a big old screen in a dark theater with you on July 9th, it says here. The only thing that could make me more excited is if he was said that it had uh, Omega Red. <laughs> I would, I mean, I'd lose my crap if Omega Red was in that. A mutant, I know, so... I know. X Men. He's an X Men property. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I just cannot wait to get Florence Pugh in the MCU. The MCQ. I, know, right? I love MCQ. her so much. <laughs> the MCU. I like that. So anyway, you're gonna get. For those who don't know, uh, you know he's playing. Uh, what's what's the character's name? It's a uh, oh Red, Red Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian. And Ursa Minor is a bear uh, <laughs> in yay. the sky. It's a it's a bear. It's a guy who in is a bear. Yeah, he's a talking bear. It's Ursa, a talking what about Ursa Major? Do they have an Ursa Major? Uh, oh, they should. Maybe that's the evil version of Ursa Minor. Kind of a kind of a bummer to only be Ursa Minor. You I know? would yeah. like you're not big enough to be an Ursa Major. Oh, I'll never be <laughs> Ursa Major. Maybe one day when you're older. Who's Ursa Major? Not you. No. <laughs> you're a little bear. You're a tiny bear. You're Ursa Minor. Ursa Major, uh, big bear. Big, big bigger bear. bear. You earn Ursa Major. And then you at must... the end of the movie, claps him on the shoulder. Now you're Ursa Major. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Now we you all, are some Well done. We Ursa all learned major. a lesson that day. Well done. <laughs> and, then no. he, and then David Harbour walks away, and now Ursa Major just stands there looking proud, trying <laughs> to like, suppress his smile, but he yes. just can't. Because he's a bear, and bears can't smile. Hey. Oh. From now on, you call Maybe me Ursa Major. Maybe you've just never major. seen a happy bear. 
I know some really happy Listen, bears. That bear on uh, Harvey Birdman always smiled. All right. Bears uh, are in right now, I'll have you know. <laughs> Part of becoming be Ursa happy. Major means my front legs are longer now. I can run downhill without falling. No, bear- I'm, I'm Ursa Minor. I can introduce you to Ursa Major. You know, bear, bears are in, but Ursa Minor was wearing cargo shorts, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, uh, breaking yeah. mask news. Yes. Of course, this comes from Florida. <laughs> don't have to wear them outside at Disney World anymore. Yeah, we're, but in Disneyland, you still have to. Yeah. yeah. Different state, yeah. Different state. Oh, well, that's California. Um, I brought up her, those Californians. I brought up Harvey Birdman, so I will use my own segue to go to Adult Swim. Well done, sir. Well done. Announced this week. Oh. No masks. You can oh, no masks. masks. <laughs> Without masks. Very excited. This, to I'm me, excited the news- at- it, it, for two out of three of these. It was it was so hard because Master Shake has no arms. He just has hands. Can't put the mask on. It's difficult. <laughs> he can't do it. Um, <laughs> I, I wear three masks. Oh, my gosh. There is uh, one of yeah. the guy that plays Master Shake's voice is uh, recurring. The actor is a recurring character in uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Funny. And when he yells... He sounds just like Master Shake, and I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love picking him out in other so things. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah. But uh, they have ordered movies of the Venture Brothers. Yes! This made That's me so exciting. happy, but also kind of sad, because I want a new season, not a new movie. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, but I'll take what I could get, you know. Uh, you're also getting a Metalocalypse movie. Finally! <laughs> Do you folks like coffee? I fucking love that shit. I hope they tie up. I hope coffee. they tie up all the mythology shit in it. Coffee from the hills of Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> and the second Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Yes, people forget there was a, an Aqua Teen Hunger Force yep. movie that was released in theaters, and uh, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I will never watch anything with those characters in it ever again. Oh, see, here's the thing. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is one of my favorite cartoons of all times, but in 90-minute increments, it just kind of loses. It's a lot. too much. It really know? just needs to stick to 20 minutes, man. Once, yeah. Yeah. once they started renaming it, I thought it just became completely shitty. It's terrible. I, I, I like to binge comedies. You guys all know this, and I, I can't binge Aqua Teen Hunger Force because after about two episodes or three episodes, I'm just like, I can't, it's, I can't oh, do it anymore. No, there are some shows that are not meant to be binged, and that's yeah. certainly one of them because yep. it's so fucking weird. Yep. Um. But uh, so you're getting uh, these will be available and released globally on it says Blu-ray slash DVD because maybe their audience is older and still has those. Uh, what? <laughs> kidding. I, and uh, also on demand for a 90 day exclusive window. It says your premiere. Oh, and it premieres uh, following followed by premieres on HBO Max and Adult Swim. So you can wait and uh, see it on your uh, HBO Max. Uh, here are the here are the descriptions of each movie. Maybe this will help you with your metalocalypse one, uh, Tony. The power-hungry tribunal unveils their secret and deadly Falconback project. As the world grows in embattled chaos and the menacing Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere, while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Death Clock. Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Toki, can Death Clock choose between their egos and the greater good of the world? I think we know the answer to that. And uh, embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write a song that will be their salvation. 
Okay. I'm gonna have to watch the final season again. Yeah. Uh, Venture Brothers, Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the ventures or launch them to new heights. As Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for Hank. The Monarch searches for answers, and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring the entire world crashing down on them. Okay. So just another Tuesday on the Venture Compound. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> my and, boys, Hank, my boy. Yep. And I love it because they're not giving much of anything as far as the plot for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which means... They don't need one. They don't yeah. need one, and it's going to stink. <laughs> 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 All right, so those are being put together as we speak. Uh, let's see. Uh, Knives Out. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who is laughing all the way at at the Star Wars haters that uh, got him removed from Star Wars. He's laughing at, at everyone at the sweater yes, store. Yes, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, because Netflix backed a truckload of money up to his house and said, here, we'd like to buy your next two Knives yeah. Out sequels. They basically uh, pointed at a building over there and said, that's just like Scrooge McDuck's vault. We want to give it to you. <laughs> just go dive. Exactly. Go play Ryan, around in it and make us two movies. Ryan Johnson is swimming in gold coins right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but uh, they have announced casting for the next one. Uh, well, some of the cast, anyway. It's uh, a loaded cast already. Yeah. I mean, the first one, it, it was like they leaked one almost every day this past mm-hmm. week. They started with Dave Bautista. Who is um, so, yeah. He's so excited about it. I saw an interview with him. Yeah. I think he's excited to not play Drax. <laughs> well, and also he's so he like I, he's just singing the praises of this new Dune movie too. Well, well yeah, was, and, he uh, says it's one of the most beautiful things he's ever seen. And he's publicly the, he's publicly talking about not playing Drax anymore. Oh no! Yeah. And he says because stuff is going to start um, sagging. Sagging. He says he's getting older and he can't. Yeah, he do was it. he was just recently in a like a slightly sci-fi movie with Jodie Foster not too long ago, and he's so cool in it. Like really, I can't I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's set like ten years in the future. It's got a really Hotel, really good cast. Hotel Artemis. Hotel Artemis. It? Yeah, and he plays good this movie. he plays this really put upon nurse. Like he's constantly yeah. muttering under his breath about. Yes. And, and Jodie Foster does this like cute little shuffle run everywhere she goes. She plays like this eighty year old post apocalyptic. I remember nurse. hearing about this. Yeah. Really I, cool movie. You should. I watch fucking it. love that movie. But Dave yeah. Bautista, he's just like he gets to play kind of a silly fun character who just happens to be a uh, meat mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, he just seems to be a good dude. He yeah. seems I, to be, I yeah. would hang yeah. out with him. Yeah, I think he'd sure. be um, fun to get a drink with. So that was the first one they announced. And then they announced Edward Norton. A battle right. of the accents. I was you got say me. The, the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a dick, but you've got me. I'll watch, yeah. I'll watch I, him in anything. I hear he's a bit of a Whedon. <laughs> Is that right? Uh-huh. He's, Probably. Yeah. I hear he's Wouldn't an asshole. Then they announced this. This one was great. Janelle Monae, who cool. I just her. think is just amazing. And then the big announcement: Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Welcome to the Hanassance. <laughs> <laughs> so, our dear friend uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. It was it's, her all along. It was her all along. So that'll be good. That already with that that cast right there, I'm I'm there for that. Uh, let's see, uh, Regina King, uh, she is uh, going to direct a comic book movie. How about that? Uh, did you guys ever see One Night in Miami? She directed that. Um, no, not and it was yet. Ve- it's very good, very good. Um, but she is going to be directing Bitter Root from Image Comics. Uh, it is uh, 
title created by David F. Walker, Sanford Green, and Chuck Brown. Uh, she is going to produce and direct. Uh, let's see. Uh, they're teaming. The, the two join a producing team that includes Ryan Coogler uh, from uh, Black Panther, Zinzi Coogler, and Sev Ohanian producing. Uh, it's described as sort of Get Out meets Blade the Vampire Hunter. Bitterroot, set in 1924 during the Harlem Renaissance, tells of the Sangaris, a family of once great monster hunters who face an evil that descends upon New York. Oh uh, yeah. I'll so watch it. Go. Yeah, we'll watch that. She's a good she's a good director. I encourage you to see that uh, one night in Miami. I do also like that she is not snobby enough to turn down comic book projects. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, t- uh, she was uh, a Watchman. Yeah. Holy yeah, she was cow, uh, Sister Knight in Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. She wow. hosted SNL just recently, and she was good there, too. And it's official Mystery Science Theater 3000 lives again. You can't kill this thing. Ah, come on. It's too cheap uh, to make. It's like <laughs> you a can't kill it. Well, apparently not, according to this, because uh, last month, Joel announced a Kickstarter to fund a 13th season. Was he and, asking I mean, for, like, $33 or no, he was, <laughs> he was asking for 5.5 mil really, but he got 6.5 mil. Oh, so there there's still so, a market for it. Yeah. So that means, uh, we're going to get, uh, not only a full season, we're also going to get a holiday special apparently, and it's going to have multiple hosts. So you're going to get Jonah, you're going to get, uh, uh, let's see. Of course, Hampton Yount as Crow, Baron Vaughn as Tom Servo. They're returning. And uh, Emily Marsh, is that her name? She was. Uh, she did some riffing when Shannon and I, when we went and saw it live. Okay, uh, yeah. She was the one who was doing some of the, she did some of the riffing uh, with it. She's going to oh, be one like, of the hosts. Oh, and like she was supposed to like air quote take over. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, and there's so then that then they're going to swap out. Marsh will be joined by Nate Bagel as Crow and Connor McGiffin as Servo. Uh, how, uh, Joel said he hasn't revealed who he'll be riffing with, but they've also brought back J. Elvis Weinstein as a writer on the show. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll because he was the original Tom Servo for one season. Uh, so it's it's going forward and they're doing it all online. It's not going to be on a TV network or Netflix or anything like that. It's all going to be done online because they say they can control it better that way. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Uh, They have, uh, there's no announced premiere. The show is already in production. Joel has announced the first two movies. Uh, The first one from 1993, Robot Wars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that the one that Jimmy loved? (laughs) Have have you seen that? No, that's Robot Jocks. Oh, Robot Jocks. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 1993 Robot Wars and the 2019 Supernatural Stinker Demon Squad. Wow, that's the only first, year, two years old. Yeah, are the first two movies that they're doing. So that'll be interesting Terrible. to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll be back after these, after these messages. messages. We'll be right back. 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 There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay, uh, a couple of quick stories, and then we'll find out what you guys have been consuming this week. This uh, I found fascinating. For the past few months, Pokemon cards have been in <laughs> short supply yeah. throughout the entire United States. I saw the store too, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, didn't Target have to stop carrying them? That's the uh -huh. story. That's yeah. the story. Um, so weird. Because you know, I mean, I talked to 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 JM down at uh, Doctor Volts, and he says, "Yeah, we're selling them like crazy." And and then you know, on the radio show, we do this thing uh, called "Things That Must Go," and I got a, an email from somebody who works at Target who says, "Things that must go." These losers who are lined up out front every morning before the store opens to get their Pokemon cards. I didn't read that one because I was just like, well, they're like, let's doing, not shame them. Yeah, they're, they're doing they're what fans. they do, you know, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't read that one on the air, but then this story appeared about how they uh, target is pulling the uh, uh, Pandaric Emma resur uh, era resurgence in popularity that was occupied, uh, coupled with distribution disruptions, uh, tied to the pandemic, many stores, online systems quickly began to become inundated the moment the products were available. Some people have taken to lining up outside of the stores, like Target. Uh, stores placed limits on the numbers that you could purchase. They even had to place uh, merchandise in secure locations. Yep. They had to put it in a safe next to the Oxycontin at the pharmacy. Basically. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it, was also, it was also sports cards for some reason. Too. And sports yeah, cards. Yeah, like NBA well, sports cards. Yeah. But, but a Target spokesperson said in a statement, um, the safety of our guests and our team is our top priority. Out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to temporarily suspend the sale of MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon cards within our stores effective May 14th. Uh, now, the reason that that was brought on is that apparently in Brookfield, Wisconsin... I can't believe this fucking story. I, yeah. Uh, it says here, uh, when it comes to uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin Target parking lot, in which four people attacked a man yeah. who then pulled his legally owned gun on his assailants, prompting them to flee before later being arrested by the police. Target's decision also comes weeks after the company implemented new policies to curtail people camping out overnight at their stores. Uh, beyond telling people not to line up like this, the alleged uh, note to employees asked them to consider calling the police in order to force people to disperse. Well, and do you know why these well, people attacked that guy? He bought too many boxes of cards, and they saw. And they and saw. They were, and they were mad. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, back off! Back why off. the fuck these are my cards? Back off! Well, no, I mean, the Charizard. But he's, but he, he was being attacked by multiple people at the same time. Yeah. I really kind of don't. I don't understand why he went to jail. Because he, he brandished a weapon. Well, defending That's, himself, I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose. But oh my god! If only we had some kind of like consistent gun laws or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so there's. They say they're not going to. Uh, it says they may return eventually, but right now you can't buy a physical card in their store. You have to buy them online. From just them. buy them online, and then the mailman That's... shows up with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> or better yet, go to your local shop and buy some. Go to so, you know. Yeah. Dr. What's, Volts or Hatster or someplace. What's you know? fueling this? Did they find an alternative to gasoline? Or <laughs> It cures uh, COVID. They didn't oh, tell you? Apparently the government is saying, do not fill grocery bags with Pokemon cards. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, <laughs> hmm. 
Apparently. That photo of the gro- of the mm. bags is from 2019. I just want to put that out there. Oh, thank you. Um, apparently, there are some valuable cards in these sets. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. Uh, apparent, apparently, 1989 Batman chewing gum tastes terrible too. But you don't see me running out to eat any, do you? <laughs> Turn to dust. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. That was beautiful. Water. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, you can you can buy those cards at Doctor Volts, by the way. And he the warns you, eighty nine Batman. As he oh, and he warns cool. you as as he sells them to you. He says there is gum in there. Don't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> We learned that lesson when Dan Young brought us 1977 Star Wars cards. Yes. Did, you yeah. think, did you think the 22-year uh, difference was going to 12-year difference? Uh, yeah. I needed, I needed, I was assigned content, so I did that. Uh, Apparently, we have a Patreon or something. Hate, hate to break it to you. Um, and then finally this, and, and I'm very, I'm both excited and angry about this because I invented this back in uh, 1978. 79, maybe. Um, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and all the monster cereals are teaming up on the cereal aisle. It's it's going to be called, uh, let's see, uh, Monster Mash. And it's basically all of the monster cereals just kind of mixed up together. And they're going to have a video. Is that are they? I didn't They're get that part. They're making a cartoon. I, remember, I I sent you a link to the story. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't and, open that. Yeah. Oh. And they have a board game. They do. Boys, have a board there's who's? a there's a monster cereal board game, and you can like you pick whether you want to be like Booberry or Fruit Brute, and you go around and you collect. And you try to. Sure and they're bringing back the mummy and the werewolf. And yeah, yeah. What's my, pushing this my, uh, renaissance of uh, monster the, cereal? It's the, I'll tell you because I read the article. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary. Of, 50th anniversary oh, okay. of the monster cereal. Uh, my my youngest child is obsessed with the monster cereals and has an Etsy shop with monster cereal paraphernalia that they've been painting. So really, um, yeah, yeah. Because, oh, I better look. Yeah, because Frankenberry in particular, I I don't know. I think it's because their dad might be Frankenberry secretly, but could be. There's a striking resemblance. But could I, be. If you could find that story, I really like the stylized versions of the that they have, and they yeah. are going to have a video of them singing the Monster Mash. <gasps> uh, yeah, 50th oh. anniversary of the Monster Cereals began in 71 with Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's uh, they're going to mix up all... But again, I invented this back in 79. So, well, yeah, just, And, and I, I just learned that me and Frankenberry were born in the same year. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's no announced Oops, date that Monster monsters. Mash cereal will be available, but... Uh, you know, they usually release them around Halloween, so I would think that that yeah. would be the, the time that they would do that. So uh, uh, let's all enjoy a big bowl of sugar, shall we? <laughs> One time I spent a whole Saturday uh, replicating a shot that tasted just like blueberry, <laughs> and I did it. You did it? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't. Re- I didn't write it down, though. I was stupid. Now, you Molly. know, when people, people would ask me what my favorite monster cereal is, I'd always say blueberry, even though... I like Frankenberry better. Mine yeah, is cornflakes. Ew, ew, cornflakes. Ew, you know, gross, Rebecca. Gross. You know, cornflakes were invented to help stop boys from masturbating. There's no greater it's monster true. than the American cornfields. <laughs> um, 
You know, have you ever have you ever had a uh, a monster cereal marshmallow treat? No, no, that sounds Ooh. delicious. So, uh, yeah, Molly also made Frankenberry marshmallow treats, like your so Rice Krispie treats. You just it's do it like same, a Rice Krispie, okay? But you use Frankenberry instead. Oh, oh. Mm, yeah. it's so good! It's so I'm good. There. Yeah. Oh, I gotta try that. I'll uh, I'll make sure you get some because as soon as Monster Cereal goes on sale, that's and, their, oh, their job is to make me wonderful. treats. They also uh, <laughs> they also release fruit snacks that taste uh, like the Monster. That tastes like the cereal. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Oh, weird. All right, I've got you know I'm my got, my best my best Halloween costume was my booberry costume. Uh, your plastic which, face. Well, no, it was uh, I just took a light blue sheet, and I drew that kind of you know smile that weird smile he's got you know that kind of, mm. and then I just cut holes in the sheet, and then I wore my my straw hat with a red band, and then I carried a box of booberry so that I could. Point oh, I and remember say, that. I'm, I'm so Boo that Bear. I didn't have to explain who I was. Exactly. Everybody's like, oh, look, it's the ghost of Thurston Howell with the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> or, um. It's that guy from the clan that didn't separate his uh, watch that good. <laughs> didn't separate his jeans from his whites. Yeah, I, told, I told you not to wash your clan gear with your Levi's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, clam. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. What have you guys been consuming this week? Lay it on me. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll start because mine's the worst. Okay. <laughs> In other well, words, let's let's get it over with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. uh, I, I was very uh, I was very shocked to see that the uh, the unmasking of the mass singer this week. <laughs> it was the uh, the the Russian dolls. It was a whole band. It was Hanson. What? what? They're still Hansen. alive. So yeah. I get a text from Shannon just no. out of nowhere. Hanson. <laughs> to which just <laughs> to which I you're, respond. You're like just grape? just the word Hanson. Uh-huh. Like, just Hanson. Fruit, fruit juice. Did, and I did it to uh, Jen too. Hanson. <laughs> and you guys both responded, "What the mm-bop? fuck?" What? I responded with mbop question mark. Mbop. And I was just like, they just got unmasked on Mass Singer. So that was oh, that was exciting. Well, thanks. Uh. I was very pleased. Uh, Rob Riggle was the guest judge on this week, and I just there to learned... promote Holy Moly season three, right? Uh, they got renewed for two more seasons. Wow! Nice. Really? Yeah. Oh, yay! So that that's good. <laughs> um, I've been pissed two weeks in a row watching the new version of Name That Tune. I would have won. A, I would have won a hundred thousand oh. dollars last week and wow. seventy five thousand this week. Wow! Now but see, I want to. I want to put. I want to put, I want to, let's do a, a local name that tune and let's put you and Gina against each other. Yeah. Well, like, but I was that so pissed, good. like, it's, so it's they, at the end, right? And they have to hear the song and they have to mm-hmm. name it as fast as they can. And this guy passed on Tainted Love. Who doesn't what? recognize Tainted Love the minute you fucking hear? Exactly. Bump, bump. You're just like, so anyway, fuck do, that. Do, I just want to, I just want to say, fuck do, that guy. Do, do, do. <laughs> I know he uh, listens. He knows it. <laughs> I finished. Uh, I finished um, Toast of London. Ah, yes. Nice. Oh, I what, a, what? I need to start that up again. Wonderfully tragic ending. Oh, really? Yeah. I I have I've not seen the final season. Wow. Oh, you gotta you gotta. Um, 
I I want to see him and Danny McBride do something together. Oh my god! Oh like I would love, imagine? I would love to them to be like brothers that were that, separated yeah. at birth. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. Yeah, Walton Goggins too. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Let's cast them as the monster cereals. Um, there you go. <laughs> Danny McBride is Count Chocula. Dave uh, Batista as as Frankenberry. Frankenberry. Walton um, Goggins isn't Count Chocula. Matt Berry is Boo Berry. Yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins would be uh, Fruit Brute, I think. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> yes. I I watched uh, it's actually something with some production value. Um, I I started watching that Big Sky show that's on yes. ABC. I've been watching that. Yeah, it's, it's a guilty pleasure. I I don't even think I think it's just a pleasure. David, e. I always like I, I like David E. Kelly. I always have like everything, uh-huh. just about everything he's ever done. Yeah, and it's a really good little like mystery thriller show. Yeah. Now, did you start with the first season or the second season? I started uh, with the first season. Okay, good. With yeah. the the evil trucker. The evil trucker. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it gets good. it gets better. You get uh, the the guy who played Buffalo Bill comes in as the villain in the second season. Oh. Oh, he's great. I he's love that great. guy. He's he, well. <laughs> He's, he's just an old farmer, and he's my land, and I can do what I want with it. I can do whatever I want on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I like where this is going. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It goes there. It goes. Oh, I, oh, I, and I also uh, finished uh, Jupiter's Legacy. You finished it. I, I got to finish it this week. I haven't even started um, that one. I would, I, say you don't, I would say you don't gotta. So no, it's kind <laughs> of okay. average. I have to, I have to it, ask. I want to watch it, but the person I like to watch shows with is really sensitive towards aggravated sexual assault in a series. There's Does it go there? No. Excellent. Thank you. Well, I have to ask beforehand because if we start watching a show and something like that happens, mm. we're done watching the show. So I don't even want to start if that's where we're going. So. I mean, it's not, it's just kind of, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll put, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way, Lee. Uh, Sue does not uh, completely ignore it when it's on. All right. Gotcha. Yeah, so, <laughs> Almost a glowing I know, review. I, I Almost. guess. I mean, I liked it. Obviously, I watched it all, but I wasn't like I was never like riveted. Mm, Does not that like make Invincible sense? or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 this, I'm only four ish episodes in, and I'm the same way. I, I'm not riveted, and but I'm it, staying. I'm know? also gonna say it doesn't make very much fucking sense at all. <laughs> Take that, Mark Millar. So that's a really solid endorsement. Yeah, kind of. It's like uh, a it's like a six out of ten. Maybe well, a seven. I just, uh, according like, to according to like, conversations I've had, it's not selling comic books, but Invincible is. The Invincible yeah. comics are flying off the shelves. Cool. But anyway, Let, let's just say it has a nice, it has a good personality. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Lee, what do you got? Uh, so there's two things, uh, this next week, I've been playing a lot of Star Citizen, I know it's a shock, nobody really realized. I know, right? Tony, remember when I didn't play video games? I do. Yeah, so anyway, my referral code for anybody who wants to sign up for Star Citizen is star-jcc- oh, sorry, star-jcc4-zgzr. The only reason why I'm bringing that up is there's a free fly event starting on Sunday of next week, and like you can play the game for free for 10 days and check oh. out all of the spaceships, or as nice. I like to call it, spaceship porn, because that's what yes. it is. Uh, but as far as TV shows, I've been watching, it's weird, because I don't, typically go for sitcoms or comedies too much but i've been watching shrill with 80 bryant and oh great i love, love it that. it's so love good that. 
Yeah. Uh, she's she's amazing. And I think she always got kind of overshadowed on SNL. Yeah, she always did funny stuff. But it was like, she is such a presence. And she's so damn good. And the show yeah. is written so well. And so many good directors. And I just yeah. kind of love the show. And it's our dear it's friend great. Sarah. Our dear friend Sarah was 80s stand-in on that show. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Sarah's doing better. I know she went through yeah. some shit there for a bit. Yeah. Uh, let's see who's next. I'll go. Okay, Rebecca. Uh, so, like I mentioned earlier, I went and saw In the Heights. Ten mm-hmm. out of ten. Absolutely recommend. There is right. an after credit scene, so don't be like my fiance who, who was like, "We really have to stay for the whole thing," and I'm like, "Yes, we have to stay and watch the credits." All these people worked hard on this movie. Um, Does that mean there's a sequel? If there's an after credit scene? No. Oh. Uh, I finished this season of Married at First Sight. Um, some garbage ah. couples on there this season, but glad it's over. Um, and then I watched this um, quick show on Netflix, six episodes long, I think, and each episode's only like 20 minutes. It's called The Duchess, and it's about this single mother in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just not like a great person. Um, the The <laughs> premise of the show is she is a single mother, her at her baby daddy is a former british boy bander um who now just like basically lives a nomad hobo life um but she (laughs) wants to have another baby and so it's all about her trying to figure out how to have another baby with this guy um uncouth um really funny uh i watched it in an afternoon i recommend it the duchess on netflix all right uh tony um I'm into uh, halfway into season ten of Modern Family. Almost I'm still done. going. There's, there's only eleven seasons. We're getting near the end there. Wow, makes me a little sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've I finished the first season of Good Girls, and we're going to start on the second season of that. Good show. Good. I show. really like it. Yeah. This season's pretty good too. Nice. I and I'm happy to hear that it. I thought I thought it was one of those ones that got canceled. Uh, after the COVID or whatever, but no, it's still going. So oh, good. lots to look forward there um, to there. And uh, I watched a documentary this uh, last week, the one on HBO about Andre the Giant. Oh, really? That is such oh, a good documentary. So good. Yeah. Sad. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. By the end of it, you're, you're probably going to be bummed, but, uh, <laughs> but it is a fascinating look into his extraordinary life. Um, you know, a lot of people that didn't grow up on wrestling in the eighties, uh, don't know him from that as much as they know him from like princess bride and stuff, but, uh, or the obey stickers. Yeah. And, (laughs) (laughs) and his whole life was wrestling Mm -hmm. literally. And it's, it's fascinating. Give it a watch. I think it's about two hours long and just excellent documentary. Andre the giant. There we go. Uh, I uh, a couple of a couple of things I've been watching. Uh, they're both uh, CNN things. Uh, one is uh, the history of late nights, which is the oh. history of uh, late night television. Ooh. Interesting. Which uh, goes back to you know Jack, Jack Parr, Parr, all those guys. Uh, you know, uh, you can see David Letterman just ripping off every one of these old guys. You know, <laughs> we thought we thought Letterman was innovative. No, Steve Allen was doing it before. <laughs> before yeah. Letterman. And I think Letterman would say as much as well. He has. Uh, so, uh, and now we, we just got to the episode about Johnny Carson. and uh, But anyway, uh, th- that's very interesting. And then there is a special on CNN that is uh, Don Lemon hosts. 
called uh, uh, Marvin Gaye. And it's the special, it's an hour long, and it's about one Marvin Gaye album, uh, the What's Going On album. That's, that's, that's what the special is about. The entire hour is spent on one album. And it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. And uh, it's, it's history that you should know. Uh, the other thing I've been indulging in is, uh, as you, you could look on the Zoom here. Of course, you folks are listening in audio. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. These are the, the first five issues of the comic book series, uh, Star Wars The High Republic. And uh, there's uh, some great characters in here. There's a, there's a Bosk, What's a Jedi? Who, uh, who who lost He's his awesome. Yeah, he, he loses his, his he loses his arm and then he starts uh-huh. losing his mind. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, uh, and it's it's been an interesting read. I don't know if I'll continue. You know it's what just, happens? You know what happens when a Bosco loses his arm? Doesn't it grow back? They're a lizard. Because they're uh-huh. lizards. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's if you're looking for new Star Wars, it's really good. It's just not for me. Uh, but uh, I, I recommend it if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, then the other thing that I've been reading, which I highly recommend, uh, is comic books, is Heroes Reborn. Hmm. I love this. Jason Aaron wrote it, and it's a uh, it's a multi part thing. It's uh, it's Blade wakes up in a world where the Avengers never happened, and he's the only one who knows what's going on. Apparently, I love stories like this where they and, just go uh, off in a weird direction. It is a crying fucking shame that Jason Aaron can't write. I know, right? <laughs> he just can, has fun with this stuff. He it's uh, like he takes toys and he just plays with them, you know. I'll tell you what, he can drink. <laughs> I fucking I got drunk as fuck with him at uh, Bert's Tiki Lounge. You see you see that uh, Shannon? Is that Hyperion versus Sh- uh Hulk versus Hulk? Killed him. It looks like he's tearing him apart. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, yeah, I I picked this Doctor Strange hardback up. From speaking of Jason Aaron and Chris Bacallo, uh-huh. and it's it's like seriously, Jason Aaron could do no wrong. He's a great writer, and, He's a great and apparently writer. he can drink. Yeah, uh, oh boy, anything <laughs> with his name on it, I will pick up and read. Um, yeah, you know he's got a couple of. Uh, oh, here's here's another great little shot for you there. That's oh, Galactus a, getting yeah. a headshot. That, that's Hyperion flying through Galactus's head and killing him. <laughs> See, uh, yeah. I'll be stopping at the comic book store on the way. Yeah. Wow. Serious. It's today. cool. Yeah, Heroes Reborn. It's very cool. It's rolling out right now. And uh, so uh, enjoy it. I, I highly recommend it. Games, Tony. Games. Uh, we got games coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you exactly what they are right now. You don't have to. I mean, no, I got it. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, so uh, the P- the previously PlayStation Four exclusive Days Gone is coming to PC this week, and that's mm. like a open world zombie uh, kind of survival game. It's pretty fun. I've been playing it a little bit on uh, on the PlayStation in the last few weeks, and uh, I like it. So cool. If you don't have it on PlayStation and you have a PC that uh, that does some gaming, uh, you might want to give that a shot. Cool. We also got. Uh, Let's see, Elite Dangerous Odyssey expansion on the PC coming out this week. That's kind of like... <laughs> there we go. I was say, that's kind of like Star Citizen. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, what's Star Citizen doing that we're not? Oh, we're letting people get out of ships. We better let people get out of ships. Yeah. They're both in kind of this uh, space race of... Uh, they're both in... Yeah, they're all in alpha. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, we got a game... <laughs> 
coming out called uh, Just Die Already. I, I, I don't know what it's about. Uh, probably trying to kill something or someone. Mayhem <laughs> in Single Valley. Uh, Wild at Heart. Grindstone. Why would they uh, make a, movie, a video game based off of David Lynch's Wild at Heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it. <laughs> Fine question. It's you confusing play, as hell, but I'll play yeah. it. You, know. you play Nicolas Cage's Sailor Ripley as he takes his girlfriend Lula across several states, evading his mother-in-law, who might be the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, it's also <laughs> kind of the Wizard of Oz or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Enjoy. Uh, we got Metopia on the Switch, if you like the Nintendo-ish games. And then uh, the only other one that's kind of worth mentioning that I recognize on here is there's a game on PC. It's been out for a long time in early access. I don't know if it's left early access or not yet, but it's called Rust. And uh, it's a multiplayer PvP survival kind of game. And that is getting a console release on the PS4 and the Xbox One. So, (laughs) Dems to Games. Oh, can I just say really quick? I did start playing that Village, Resident Evil Village. Oh, how do you like it? Well, it's really scary. Um, yeah. I, I here's the thing: is I can do really well with horror movies, with spooky video games, not so much. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So in the beginning, you know, they take my ugly baby, and I'm like, I game over. <laughs> I won. They took my ugly baby. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my ugly baby! No, I didn't want. And so I'm like trucking through the snow, trying to get to this place. I'm like, I don't even like this baby this much. Uh, but then it got a little too scary. So I stopped playing. Oh, guys, I hate I hate to interrupt, but I just saw a post from Kevin Smith showing art from his He-Man oh, cartoon. the new He-Man yeah. cartoon? It's, yeah. It's all Holy over. Holy shit, it looks amazing. Yeah, He-Man's uh, musclier than he was in the 80s. He's been I, in the gym. I mean, Skeletor looks freaky. It's, yeah. Mossman actually looks pretty, all right, pretty I'm, badass. Thank, thank oh, you, Kevin. Oh, it's Modoc week, too. Oh, Is yeah, it? Modoc uh, next Modoc week. week yeah. The 21st. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Yeah, all this good stuff happening. Stop playing Star Citizen for a couple hours. For at least an hour, at least. (laughs) Uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. All right, Ham. We got to figure out this fucking mass thing. (laughs) 